episode 168 for February 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example on this episode is on the Spider-Man Return of the Burglar trade. This is a classic storyline that pits Spider-Man against his first true enemy, the burglar that killed Uncle Ben. This collects Amazing Spider-Man number 193 to 200. The cover price of the book is $24.99. Mail order has it for just $15.49. So check them out at mailordercomics.com and also add them as a friend on Facebook. Just type in Mail Order Comics. Welcome back, Webheads, to our love edition. It's February, it's Valentine's Day, and we got wow. a whole wow. full wow. of... Me- <laughs> We've got, uh, we got Donovan, a reviewer of the Amazing Spider-Man title in the crawl space. Welcome, Donovan. Ah, oh, hello, Brad Douglas. I see that you are joined <laughs> by your companions, J.R. Fettinger, jo- George Bavarian, and Zach Joyner. So, um, oh my God, it's positional speak. Yeah, I have my mic set on spot speak, so let me fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> and we have JR from Spidey Kicks Butt. Welcome back, JR. We missed you last month. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And in honor of Valentine's Day, I would like to wish my beloved wife a happy Valentine's Day. I love you, dear. Hugs and kisses. Smooch, 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 and squishies. One of these days, Jared's going to get a green light and not hit him. One day, Lucy's not going to pull a football from Charlie Brown. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the wow you just heard is from Texas, Mr. George Behrman, an administrator on the board. Welcome, sir. Hell yes. Thank you. Thank you. Any bacon this morning? I've had bacon. Yes, I have had bacon this morning. I had uh, two bacon burritos from Sonic this morning. Uh, I don't understand burritos in the morning. Maybe it's me. Well, it's 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 egg and it's cheese and it's bacon and it's all rolled up in a in a tortilla. I mean, it's like you don't have to have a plate; you just grab it and go. I mean, it's convenience. Okay, yeah, that's what she said. Uh, we, <laughs> speaking of convenience, uh, I don't know, Zach. I'm sorry, uh, Zach from SpideyDude.com. Welcome back, sir. Cl- Scarlet Spider number two came out. Good, pro or con? What do you like it? You like uh, it? I did like it. I think it, it it solved a lot of the issues I had with the uh, first. I read issue one uh, a couple nights ago. Very good book. Good start. Yes. Yes. My biggest complaint was we didn't see him in the costume, and, and there wasn't much of a story. Very, very little of a story in the first issue, but the second issue shaved. really made up for it. But it's clones in Texas. Come on. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. stop. No, no, no. <laughs> and we have Bertoni, who just is... Are, are you still on a boat? Because you went on a Beatles cruise, right? I, I, I'm in my car, and you knew I was in my car. I don't know how I'd still be in the boat. But yeah, I just got off my <laughs> Beatles tribute cruise, uh... I go every year. Great vacation. Uh, Brad, there's actually a Muppets connection, though, with this cruise that I didn't realize until... Um, really? Tell me. Okay, so one of our special guests um, that, that we had on the cruise, it was Lawrence Juber. He was in uh, Wings, which was Paul McCartney's band after the Beatles. He um, actually... Donovan, right. I, I told Donovan this last night. He play, he also played guitar in The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, okay. This, Lawrence Juber, he's done, like, a lot of session work. Like, if you don't know his name... I guarantee that you've like probably heard like ten of ten songs and ten movies that he's been in. He okay. apparently played banjo for Kermit in the Muppets movie, the one that just came out. Oh, really? That's cool. So when you Very hear cool. Rainbow Connection, you're hearing um the guy that I spent the week on a boat with, uh, the guy who was well, in Paul McCartney's <laughs> Wings. So that's not, that's I'd rephrase that, but that's very cool. <laughs> 
You know what? Dude, if they actually had a cruise that was like Muppet-centered where there were actually Ooh. Muppets on the ship, like bartending or doing a show oh. or something, Brad, you wouldn't leave the ship. <laughs> no, dude. I'd be hanging out, having some beers with uh, the Electric Mayhem. That'd be awesome. No, oh, you'd be having Mountain Paradise like. Island. Yeah, I have Mountain Dews with the Mountain, the Mountain Mayhem. No, the Electric Mayhem. That'd be awesome. Oh, George man. just revealed the plot to the next Muppets movie. They're gonna actually. They're yeah. straight. I, this is totally off topic, but evidently there's a Sesame Street cruise, and like Gordon and Susan are on it with some Muppets oh, really? and God, like big costumes or something like that. I've seen that before. So. Oh, they anyway, have people in costumes walking around the ships. Like I ran in the Shrek <laughs> <laughs> on the Beatles cruise. Yeah, that's, that's well. The so Shrek is a Beatles like, fan. You sure? Oh, one, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shrek, Shrek owns all the Beatles albums, you know. Uh, he he used to he used to go see them back when they played the Cavern Club in the sixties. Yeah. Oh, he likes the monkeys. Remember Dave Believer? Anyway, uh, Spider-Man news. Let's get back off the Muppets. <laughs> let's get back off the Muppets. I mean, let's get back on the. Oh, that's the correct. Let's get on the Muppets. <laughs> oh my God, I'm off. Dick, I'm out. I'm out. Dick move, Brad. Dick move. <laughs> Okay, Wade. Um, biggest that's Spider-Man. We'll be hearing of Mark Wade today. <laughs> <laughs> biggest Spider-Man related news uh, that happened in the last month. Uh, Sony finally released a trailer for the Amazing Spider-Man movie, and oh, it one. is pretty cool. And so, yeah, the first one I would call a teaser. Okay. This one's more like two and a half minutes of uh, Spider-Man in suit. You see a little bit more Lizard, um, a little bit more Gwen Stacy. Uh, thoughts around the horn, Jr. Did you see it? What'd you think, man? Uh, yeah, I saw it. I, uh, I, it was a lot better than the first one. The the first one was uh, too much of that, uh, trying to give too much of that moody Twilight vibe crap and everything. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, you know, it's 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 nice that Sony decided to actually kind of release some official looking pictures of the lizard, considering how oh I don't know how half a dozen toy companies and candy companies and and everything else had already scooped him. So, yeah, finally good that Sody got around to actually releasing something. But I kind of liked it. Uh, I mean, I, I guess for some strange reason, I, I, I'm thinking that Emma Stone really looks cute in this. I don't know why, but uh, oh, yes. I, think she was the, I think she was the best part of the trailers. Um, and, I, you know, and I hope that doesn't sound like a dirty old man or anything, but it just she just kind of brings a, a certain warmth and humanity to it, I guess, that, uh, um, that, I, I, guess, that I, I really hadn't like, expected. Um, now, now as a Spider-Man purist, I guess, uh, there's a couple things that I thought you might take issue with, Jr. Uh, Gwen Stacy has evidently brothers and sisters. Did you see that uh, sitting at the table? Yeah, I saw that. I'm I'm not so much a Spider-Man. I mean, this is a. I mean, I, I'm not so much so much of a purist that uh, you know I, I don't mind you know uh, some different interpretations, uh, particularly in the movies. I mean, you know, her her family situation was always pretty nebulous anyway in the comic books. I mean, we knew that we knew we never knew what happened to her mother. You know, we never knew for sure whether or not she had any brothers or sisters. We just knew of you know her dad, her uncle, and then her two cousins. So, you know, theoretically, she could have had siblings. And, and also, she ha- and uh, yes, yeah. most definitely. And, and she also, children. <laughs> she also evidently, from what I'm guessing in the trailer, she finds out that he's Spider-Man, which never happened all the way to her death. 
Well, in the comics. Well, true, but I mean, duh, you know, she she was a moron not to figure it out. I mean, that's the, <laughs> you know, that, that that that's that's the common conceit of comic book. You know, it's the Lois Lane syndrome. You know. Right. So I mean the fact that the fact that she either she either he tells her or she figures out is is to me totally realistic and it should probably be what happens anyway. Yeah. Uh so are you a little bit more excited than you were? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if a a 48-year-old man can get excited about going to see a superhero movie anymore, but uh, <laughs> I'm certainly more anticipating. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks it 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 looks better now than it did after the first trailer. But uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, George, you definitely hated the first trailer. Uh, are you a, a little bit leaning towards seeing it now? Well, you know, I mean, I was really I was I was blown away by this. I mean, when I I didn't I didn't know that it was going to be in the Super Bowl, but then sure enough, there's the Hulk and there's Hawkeye and Black Widow. Wrong and movie. You see them, you Wrong see them all day. The- Oh what? Wrong. What? We're talking Spider-Man, not Avengers. Avengers was freaking sweet too. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's a new Spider-Man trailer. <laughs> did it did it make the suit suck less? Uh, yeah. No, the suit. He's not wearing the mask towards the end where he takes the thing off Oscorp. I did think. it shorten his neck? <laughs> it had more quippage. He was kind of sarcastic to the cop in the back seat. I thought that was, was a, cool. That was not a cop. That was a carjacker. <laughs> oh, sorry, I apologize. And this is why Brad Douglas has no career in law enforcement. Oh, you're breaking up because of the bullshit. Let me get that out. No, I, I saw it. It didn't change my opinion at all. The, the suit still looks stupid. Uh, Garfield looks like he's about seven and a half feet tall, and uh, you know half of that's neck. Um. Is there anything positive in the trailer, George? There's not. I mean, there's nothing that makes me want to see it. I, I, I still doubt that I'll see this at the movie theater. Yeah. I just there's nothing that grabs me the way that I the first two Raimi films did, especially the second. Oh my god! And it's funny because I see on message boards now where people are just tearing apart the Raimi films, including Spider-Man Two, which I still think is one of the best superhero movies of all time. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's bandwagoning or this is the the next new big thing. So I have to go down on it repeatedly, or, or <laughs> you know what what the deal is. But it's you know it's it's making me. I I didn't really want to. I didn't have that much hype for this movie. I, I didn't look at this. Everything that I've seen on this says this is all done on the cheap and this is all done just so we can keep it away from Disney and keep it for us. And we're just going to try to milk this. And this is why we got this no name director. You know, I mean, none of this is instilled confidence, and and the suit definitely didn't. The suit is laughably asinine and horribly bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any. That's it. That's that's. This didn't, this didn't change my opinion. This didn't make me want to see it. In the people that say we're nothing but negative, let's recount. We have one positive. We have one negative. Do we have another positive for the trailer? Anybody? Yes. Uh, Donovan, there's a positive. Let me hear it, Don. What do you like about it? Well, uh, it was funny because um, I woke up one morning, you know, getting ready for school in a couple hours, and I go on Facebook, and Zach Dick yeah. Joiner has a, has a link to the, <laughs> <laughs> the trailer. So I, I, I want to publicly thank Zach for showing it to me in, inadvertently because uh, uh, it really was him that, like, I, I didn't know it was coming out until I woke up, and I thought it was I thought it was really good. Um, I do too. I'm with George in that. I'm, every Spider-Man trailer for the movies, I all, I'm always excited. And this one I sent on Facebook like was more of the same in terms of my excitement. I thought that I mean I, I, I do love the Raimi movies. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know sell them out just because I'm excited for this. But I did think that like judging from the trailer, the humor is already better than it was in the first three. Like just flat out of the gate. 
Um, I thought he moved great. I thought he was fast. He could dodge bullets as he's supposed to because he's superhumanly strong and fast. I love – and this is something that I, I saw um, – one of our message board posters has an avatar with a gif of him the web swinging. And if you notice, whenever he shoots a web, there's like smoke that comes from the web shooter as though it's a gun. I thought that was an incredibly cool touch. Um, I'm loving uh, – that. I'm loving like – I just love like the, the sleek look of it. It looks a lot more Ultimate Spider-Man than uh, anything Ugh. else, which I, which I like. Um, and honestly, I mean it looks like it has a lot of Spider-Man action. Um, the scene where his mask is off, I mean, if he takes his mask off for no reason, then I'll leave the theater. That's, that's a promise. But in that scene, it looks like he was a quote-unquote arrested and then was running away, and I, I could roll with that. Um, so I, I – honestly, this, this is like the most I'm excited for aside from Dark Knight Rises. I mean, I'm more excited for this than Avengers, and Avengers hyped me up as well. So I really am looking forward to seeing this still. Yeah. That's blasphemy. <laughs> that's a Spider-Man so, fan. No. Zach, are you not not excited for this? No, one? no, are you no. A con? I, uh, this, the, I am. I'm definitely a pro. I, I felt like this trailer mm-hmm. really did a lot to 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 make me a lot more excited. It's a lot better than the cod. You know, the cod piece is missing now. Um, <laughs> you know. Oh, did they get rid of the cod piece? I didn't even. I, I mean, I wasn't le- actually looking for it, but it didn't jump out at me like it did. Like, <laughs> <some of> the- <laughs> that kind of sight on on cod piece infrared vision. <laughs> Why yes, uh, Nick, 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 move. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Zach Joyner in his COD site. <laughs> he doesn't podcast. He's got a COD CODcast. <laughs> okay. Wiener vision. Oh my Wiener vision. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, I felt like this podcast is brought to you by Oscar Minor Wiener. <laughs> oh, this show has an Oscar Minor Wiener. It has O S C A R. His name is J O I N E R. Oh, so God. sorry, Zach. We're so off the rails right now. Again, the wheels have come off this bus. Where else we going, man? Where else we going? All right. The other, the other thing that I really liked was Emma Stone's portrayal. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought she did very, very good with um, talking with, with <laughs> what we saw. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't expect that out of a woman, do you? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's going to be worth at least five negative iTunes reviews right there. Way to go, Jr. <laughs> uh, anyway, the. Uh, the the web shooters there's like a little icon on the wrist it looks like and it it looks kind of like a cell phone signal it looks like all green means ready to shoot it's I don't know Power Rangers power <laughs> time. I mean I thought it was fine I mean well that's a little bit different yeah I mean it's it's not it's not the classic you know sleek underneath the the uh, costume web shooters but yeah. it's not the 1970s Ben Riley esque outside the Costume that's yours. So, yeah. for Tony, we haven't heard from you yet. What did you think of the trailer? I liked the trailer. Um, I was in Jamaica when like it hit the internet, and I was I am in Don from like bad Wi-Fi. He's like, "Have you seen the trailer?" I'm like, "No," and everyone's talking about it, and the bandwidth's so low here that I can only watch like four seconds. But I watched it when I got back. Um, this is going to be like really really shallow, but the costume like it was really really cool like seeing him move around. But I was like, oh, that's not the right costume. But like I'm I'm, I'm not going to let it get to me. But like it would be really cool seeing him in like the real costume doing this stuff. Uh, I like like the I saw. costume. 
Well, like even the Raimi costume, even though it was a different color, it was like it, it was the pattern. And because this is like a new pattern, it's mm-hmm. like it, it is hard on me visually. But that's just because I'm an OCD comic fan. Uh, it's funny that you asked Jr. about like when's siblings, because like that's one of the things that I noticed that like when lives in like a Brady Bunch household or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like that she's gonna know his secret in this because it's. It, it, um, we were talking about Green Lantern, like, it was either on a sketch or a podcast a few months ago, and as stupid as that movie was, like, they completely, <laughs> like, dropped the whole conceit of the secret identity with his girlfriend, like, and how, like, she notices him right away, and it's, for a modern superhero movie, it's just, it, it is just so stupid that, like, the girlfriend, like, would not know who the hero is, and Honestly, like, Batman Begins, Iron Man, I, I did, don't they all, like, I, I can't think of a modern superhero movie where the girlfriend's in the dark. Uh, I'm sure that, like, seven people will, like, post on the message board, what about this one, this one, this one, but it's just stupid in this day and age, and uh, so it's, yeah, Gwen didn't know in the comics, it, the, the, one of her clones wound up finding out and, like, hated Peter for it, but it's, uh, so that'll be interesting. I liked um, him, like, kind of unmasked running from the cops that was cool but i was i was thinking as i was watching that i hope this won't be like the raimi movies where you know every time like he has to like sneeze he takes off his mask or something or like <laughs> his eyeball itches so he's got to take it off so yeah. it, it looked cool i'm interested in seeing where this is going right all right you know george alluded to it we forgot to do itunes reviews i got two this month uh, one is from uh, the United States. Let's read it real quick. Uh, from the poster, Metal Gear Draw. <laughs> the subject is Amazing, Spectacular, and Web of... Dot, dot, dot. If you like the webhead, this is the show for you, an incredibly enjoyable podcast with a great host and a good panel. I don't think five stars is enough to describe how awesome the podcast is. So thank you, Metal Gear. And going to Australia. We have one review in Australia. Uh, five out of five, one of the funniest and fun podcasts around. I've been listening to the show since it first started way back in 07, 08. My first as a podcast listener, and the podcast keeps getting better and better each show. And the gang, BD, JR, Stella, Zach, Michael, and Kevin get well together, uh, gets well together. And you can tell that the group are great friends and passionate about Spider-Man, the comic books. The show also has what could be called as... Best described as a great supporting cast with George and Bertoni, not to mention some great interviews with the creators of some of the most influential Spider-Man stories of all time. One of the funniest, funniest, and informative Spider-Man podcasts around. And you have to check out the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. So thank you, Spyboy84, for that one. Brad, did you say what you thought about the trailer? No, I I pretty much, uh, well, I I liked it. I'm I'm a bit more interested in it now than I am with the previous teaser trailer. I think that there's more there was a lot more humor in this one. I I was really worried that it was going to be a dark I'm still worried that it's going to be a, a dark darker than, yeah, in a dark, world where no one knew his name. And exactly. In a world Spider-Man's where no one... not Batman. Spider-Man is lighthearted and sunny, not sunny. There's there's a lot Spider-Man stories can take place during the day. Batman stories generally, you like a full moon out there. You like a lot of the action scenes were at night. Yeah, I never never noticed that until now. So um, I worry that he's going to be too moody, and he's not going to be the everyday kid. However, to counter that argument, I saw some uh, I think interviews with Mark Webb, the director, or something like that, or I forget who mentioned it actually. And they said that the 1960s Spider-Man was about an outcast kid. 
And in the 60s, an outcast kid was kind of, uh, you know, a, a bookworm, a, I guess a kid that went to school with a bow tie, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just a, uh, those were the type of outcasts in the 60s. The outcast of today is more of the dark kid, the emo kid, the yeah, oh, no, 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 skater no, kid. I don't know. Outcast. Those are the kids that run the school. The <laughs> emos run the school? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> okay, who's the outcast of 2012? Either the emos or, the, or like the gang thugs. The gang thugs? The Crips. Yes. The Crips? <laughs> yeah, we don't want a Spider-Man Crip story. I mean, <laughs> awesome. Well, okay, okay, like, yeah, Spider-Man, like... Well, I mean, take that the argument thing a little about bit. Spider-Man is that, like, he can go to, like, outer space and fight Thanos one issue, but he can also go back to, like, you know, a dark alley and, and fight the Sin either. Spider-Man isn't a dark character at his core, but he does work no. for dark stories. Yeah. However, what do you think of the argument of taking the outcast or the nerd of 2012? What do you think of that argument? I think it's just logical because we live in 2012. I mean, if we saw Andrew Garfield in like that Steve Ditko uh, black vest, long slacks, uh, uh, tie, and glasses, we would think, you know, that's that's nice and all, but you can't do that on a theatrical movie. And you can't do it 50 years later. I don't know, though. You know, there's a translation thing I think is going on here, Brad, because when I look at the jackass fingerless gloves and the whole skateboard thing, I see the, I see the, the slacker freak out by the 7-Eleven uh, after school killing cats. <laughs> you know, I, I, but, but when I look at, like, the Raimi Peter Parker, even though that was a more modern setting, you know, yeah. than when I was in high school, I recognized that character. Mm-hmm. This character I don't I don't recognize I don't I mean, well I do I, and it's it's not a you know it's a it's not a positive tone it's the slack you know it's the the hoodie slacker skateboard punk with the jackass oh it's Toby McGuire wore hoodies too it's <laughs> 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 an action figure oh that's true uh, moving on to another topic similar movie discussion uh, Andrew Garfield was uh, oh, quoted. By saying, uh, I guess to E-Online, E-Online's where I'm getting the the quote from, and he says, uh, Garfield imagines Spider-Man evolving in a very interesting way in the future. Garfield says, quote, hopefully next time he'll be half Hispanic, half African-American, uh, half a, a African-American actor, he told fans. Now, let's, we haven't heard from JR. What do you think of that quote? Do you think that uh, the next Spider-Man movie should have uh, half Hispanic, half African American, uh, kind of like Miles Morales. I think uh, the only thing I think he was doing with this quote was trying to show that he was hip as to what's going on with Spider-Man these days. You know, he was just making a reference to Ultimate Spider-Man because he's trying to show that hey, I know what's going on in the comic books these days. I don't think that anything beyond it should be taken to be anything beyond that. Right. He also is quoted as like saying he likes the Ultimate Spider-Man and the Spider-Man. Torment five issue thing by McFarlane too. Well, he might, well he's the one then. So, <laughs> Don, what do you think about this? You're passionate about this one. Uh, I think I think should let George go first. Oh, okay, George. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, uh, I could say a lot of the things that people will listen to the podcast and hear whatever they want to hear and not actually listen to what I'm saying, and then just call me racist, homophobe for it. Um, so just pretend I said all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Second of all, I think the big quote. Yeah, I think the big thing that everybody overlooks is that. Um, what I mean, let's look at what, exactly what he's saying. The next time around, I hope it's a different actor. He's saying he doesn't want to come back. That's not true. 
That's, that's, that's did, he, did, he, did he just not? Did he just not say he hopes Spider-Man in the next movie is is? No, he he was referencing. A he's referencing how how Tobey Maguire was a little bit more true to true to casting, I think, and and then they pecked this British kid. No, I think it's what he's saying is like maybe next time, like for the next generation or the next set of Spider-Man films. Yeah. That's why I think that the quote is. I don't, I don't think you know, he said. Okay, I quit. I, I, it sounded to me like he was saying, "I just don't want to do this anymore, and this thing's gonna suck." So, <laughs> George, and I just don't want to you doll. said that whatever you say, people are just gonna hear it and think what they want to think. That's what you're doing. So that's right what I'm doing now. right now. Yeah. All right, fine. All right, my my other Good notion point. is, you know what? I'm finally on board with this, and I want to do away with all white people in comics. <laughs> Including Captain America, Mr. Fantastic, you know, why is the whole there Fantastic Four, Captain oh my America. god, they're just, li- they're just lily white. Can I go and I want half of them to be gay. George, give me a serious answer. What do you t- what, what's your opinion on the quote? I just gave, I just gave you three. You did not. You're, you, uh, I, but I want, <laughs> you I, I don't, I don't want just that. I want, I want a blender. I want Luke Cage now to be, uh, I want him to be Samoan. <laughs> Just so long as there's no white people anymore. Oh my goodness! Well, you have the Rock playing them. I think the Rock would uh, is uh, that now. Yeah, I want everybody to be played by the Rock now. <laughs> there you go. Good. Th- I want Thor. I want Thor. To- I want the Rock to be the next Thor. I, you know, that, that we can't use that Aryan guy to be the Norse god of thunder. We got to get the Rock. Don, that's about as good as I'm getting out of George. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Don. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... <laughs> well, I, I, I understand what I thought Garfield was saying that you know he thought maybe the next time people can see a Spider movie he can be, he can he was saying he can embody more than just what he has in the past. I mean, there's nothing strictly being a offensive. White guy. Yeah, being a white guy because there's nothing strictly offensive with uh, expanding on you know the the, the versatility and, and universality of Spider-Man's character. Um, I don't. I mean, I've already said I've already made made it uh, public that I don't have a problem with characters. I mean, I, I would have a problem if they wrote Peter Parker uh, aside from who he already is. But if they wrote another, like if they did Miles Morales as as a as a movie, I, I think that because I think the idea of Miles Morales is fine. Um, if they made like, oh, for instance, if they made, uh, shit, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> the essential point is, you know, the idea of Spider-Man as somebody who's not white uh, doesn't make me, you know, want to drink myself to death. Far from it. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's saying that Peter Parker cannot be white, but the idea that Peter Parker cannot be anything else is also, in, in my opinion, sort of an invalid, an invalid thing to really argue about. Well, how come? How come Garfield is just saying he has to be uh, half Mexican and half black? How come he's he not saying he, he has he, to be? He said he can. Be. How come he's not saying he can't be Chinese? What about the the Asians? Well, maybe. He, Why well, does he want to hate on the Asians? He could have could have lived off every ethnicity in that interview. It would have been a long interview. Like we want half Hawaiian, half Asian, half. How Asian. come my Native American brothers are are, are left out? <clears throat> I'm a brother here for that. I mean, I, I get. I guess the argument is: does Spider-Man as a character supersede any race? Can Spider-Man be any race? Fuck yes! I mean, people are going to take and, this. And the answer to that is: if you, he has a full-headed mask. So I guess technically he could. People are going to take this quote and say that, oh, no, Marvel doesn't want white people to be heroes anymore, and that's just not the case. Honestly, God, it's not. They're just saying that, okay, in 2012, in a world where we've come so far, we can go beyond just what we've seen before and include others to represent who we look to look up to in pop culture fiction. And 
my argument is 50% of Spider-Man is the costume. The other 50% is the kid from Queens, the Peter Parker aspect. And most people in New York are like, uh, you know, of varying races. But, to I mean, we've had 50 years of this white kid from Queens, you know, with an aunt, a red-headed girlfriend, etc. Uh, we've got six issues of Miles Morales. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, if they want to, yeah. if they want to write, if they want to change Peter Parker to another another race, I can see people having a problem with that. If they want to mm-hmm. make another character and call him Spider Man, uh, that would be odd. But you know, that, that they could do worse. If they want to, like, I mean, it's, it kind of reminds me of when when they casted Superman for the next Superman movie, mm-hmm. and um, you know, people were you know slitting their wrists because he wasn't he wasn't American, and like he still resembles the character. If they can represent the character without just you mm-hmm. know a flesh tone aesthetic. Then that's all we really care about. I mean, the same. We've, we've I, done I, this I never thing. read anybody say that they were going to slip their wrist because he was because the guy was an American. When was, where was this? Uh, I saw it on Facebook. Oh, there. People are upset because Superman's British, but Spider-Man's also British. Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman are all you know from the UK, and and those movies, or at least at least one of them, making making shite tons of money. The thing is, I think the argument with Spider-Man is that full mask where you don't see any of his characteristics until he removes the mask. With Batman, you. Why not? It's, well, no, like, like you're saying, it's okay for him to be any race because the mask covers his face. I, I think <laughs> that's like missing the face. point of yeah, that's that, that, that's a visual thing more than anything else. Right. It's, well, we're in a visual medium, movies and comics. I, I think I think that the mask covering him is irrelevant to the argument, though. I I don't. I think it's it'd be harder to say I want Batman to be African American. I so I want Superman to be African American. I can see both of their faces a lot easier than Spider Man. Yeah, but. But, but but we're talking about Peter Parker or or Miles uh, Morales no, or or, well, or whatever they actually to we're call talking it, about like. Spider Man. We aren't talking about Peter Parker. Well, I mean, we, we still have to deal with the fact that who is he under the mask? That's that's the majority there of the story. There are going to be some haters of the podcast who are going to take that quote. We're talking about Spider Man, not Peter Parker. And like Brad no, t- Douglas doesn't get Spider Man. No, no <laughs> <I'm> play- <laughs> we're going to do that later anyway. You should talk about black cat and titties, and I'm going to say that. Uh, and the Muppets. Uh, <laughs> go for the trifecta. Okay, well, Batman, uh, and it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, for example, you know, you talk about, like, a different, like, let's say they did a Miles Morales movie, you know. Uh, first of all, I think, will, I, I think I it's too think early for that. that. As opposed to going with 50 years of character development that they could play okay, off but of. There was a, there was a little show called Batman Beyond that was about someone right. not Bruce Wayne being Batman. It didn't mean that there wasn't still Bruce Wayne as Batman toys or Bruce Wayne as Batman, you know, comic books coming out. But they're not replacing the history. But for this TV show, instead of doing, you know what, let's not do another, you know, Bruce Wayne as Batman TV show. There's been a million of those. Let's try something different. And, you know, Batman Beyond has his fans. It didn't take the place of Bruce Wayne as Batman. It was something that had its course. And, you know, if, if this Andrew Garfield, you know, franchise does a trilogy or four movies, eventually... When they do another generation of Spider-Man movies, the director and the studio is going to say, "What's going to make this? What's going to make this different than you know than the last batch of movies?" Oh, I know. Let's get rid fun. of the white people. It's not <laughs> let's get rid of the white people. It's let's do something that hasn't been done a million times before. It doesn't mean let's like get, get rid of the white people. people. But you also have to take into account what getting will rid of the white people. Different. That is that is such like a straw man argument. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's not what it's about. It's a different character. 
they're they're what, doing something that isn't just like when they did, you know, Batman Beyond. It's just like that. Peter, there will still be white Spider-Men. There will still be white people. <laughs> what? What? Now, what? The I, I think it's too early to do it. The though. overwhelming argument will be what will make the most money. Right. Well, yeah, I think that is. I mean, honestly, if you, want, if you want my honest opinion, if they were they replaced it with a, a minority Spider-Man, I would I would well, think it would make much money. But uh, that's another did, argument entirely. Did they have that option back when Batman and Robin bombed, and before they did Batman, uh, didn't, didn't they do this with with, uh, with Shaquille O'Neal as, as Steel? Yeah, they Steel. Yeah. Well, no, no, no that's, that's completely different because that's an actual established character. And oh, it's completely it was, different. I mean, that's that's. that's that's a lot of is, what we're talking about here. It's, it's, isn't he a legacy character, Don? No, no. Steel was like an actual like John Henry Irons was. An, it's got a S on his chest. He, well, uh, legacy. I yeah. mean, he wasn't he wasn't posing as Superman, even though people thought he was. That's that's kind of. Well, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe George Wright. Maybe that is a similar case. I mean, I think honestly, that movie bombed because similar case. It, it bombed because it, that that movie's one of the worst movies I've ever well, seen. Well, bombed because Shaquille O'Neal's not an actor; he's a basketball player. Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. But wasn't right. he in Sam? Remember that movie too? <laughs> Shazam. Well, it's, it's oh. like, I mean, okay. For, I mean, we were at Comic-Con, and there was a girl who asked Marvel when they were going to make movies for, you know, like Storm or Black Panther or War Machine or uh, uh, Goliath or those guys. And they said, we would love to do that. We, we love diversity, but we have to establish our most popular characters first. And I'm not, I'm not wholly against that concept. I mean, there was Blade, who was a very, I wouldn't say unpopular. He started but, the whole damn thing. Yeah, he was very kind of like a minute character. But yeah. it says something when the repeated com- – we they, they shove out over and over and over again stuff you've already seen before, and all you've seen before is whiteness. And I'm sorry that's – I mean either I'm not explaining it very well or I, my words just kind of you know just have a harsh tone. But after a while, that just becomes a recycling of stuff you've had before, and that doesn't really perpetuate the, the, the benefits of the entire Marvel Universe, let alone superhero movies. I think a Black Panther movie, if done right, would be awesome. I think it could make money. I, I don't. Think, I want a white uh, guy playing Black Panther. That's a completely no. <laughs> different. That's a completely different uh, argument. And you, and you know, I want, it. A, I want an Asian guy playing Black Panther. <laughs> How, uh, Don, how's that a different argument? Because there's not enough black characters in comics, let alone movies, in the first place. You cannot replace the little they have with the overwhelming 99% majority of white people. Luke Cage, make, Luke, Power Man's been a black dude now for 30 years. I want, yeah. I want a, a Samoan to be Power Man now. I, I think now, George now, Don's argument is that there's a lot more white characters. There's a white Superman, there's a white Batman, there's a white Spider-Man. That's fine. There, my, my thing there's is, not as, which, which there's is, not as many black superheroes. Which is great. Argument. Add more. Well, how many, how many white Spider-Man do you have? You have, you have uh, uh, Spider-Man 2099, no, no, you have Scarlet Spider, you have Kane, you have uh, his daughter who is, you know, is a female character. I mean, you have a lot of legacy Spider-Man characters, and then Miles Morales comes out, you know, people are getting angry at that for some reason. Well, what, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Mayday from uh, MC2 get a break for being a girl and she's not a white man? Well, that's, I mean – Doesn't she get well, a gender break at least? A gender break. Well, no, we're talking gender. I mean, versus, I mean, we're, we're doing gender versus sexes now. Let's stay the gender. Um, I mean, you know what? You know, I mean, you know what? You know what? You know what? I will concede. If they made a, a Spider Girl movie, that would be fantastic. You know what? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to put up as an argument. That would be. Fantastic. I don't think anybody would argue about against that. I think everybody would, would love to see that. But if you said, for instance, that you know, okay, the argument that they would change Spider Man's race, which they haven't, because he's a different fucking character, it, that would be the same as changing Black Panther or Power Man. That's a completely a uh, uh, misnomer of, a, of an idea because there's not as much to uh, go on in the first place. That that is that is that is the issue at hand. 
Now, going, I mean, going back to the original question, could they have a Hispanic uh, African-American actor play Spider-Man down the line? Yeah. But, you know, after we've had at least four movies of, of White Spider-Man. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. But, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, we can agree to disagree, but that, that's, that's, the, that's, in my opinion, what is being said here or what's not being said here. My, right. my my whole point is, and, and people are going to totally not understand what I'm saying when I say I want Power Man to be white now. Brad, you know that's bullshit. People can interpret that as racist, but I don't think you're racist at all, George. What I'm saying is I'm like, yes, there's a dearth of, of movies with, with black heroes in them. Let's make some movies with black heroes in them. We have the characters for that. We absolutely have the characters for that. You know? Why can't we have, why can't we have the John Stewart Green Lantern now? That might actually be better, hopefully, with different writers. I don't think, directors. George, I don't... I think color bars would be better you than know, Green Lantern. How, how come we can't... I would love to see a Power Man movie. I don't want Power Man to be a white guy. I want him to be a, a, a black guy. But what if now if they say... If yeah. they take Iron Fist and say, well, how come he's white? We're too many, you know, let, let's make him... How come he can't be a... How come he can't be a Inuit? And that's cool. Who's saying that? Well, I, who's I, I, who's I mean, stop? I mean, did the I mean, where does it stop? Why can't we just let the characters be... The, um, I think that we're talking about making Peter Parker black, though, which which would be like the other side of your argument. You know, they're making, you know, Miles Morales is not Peter Parker; it's a different person. Like, like if if they made Storm run white and it was the same character, as opposed to doing like you know an Ultimate Storm or having Storm die and then there was a White Storm afterwards, that would that would be different. Right. Miles Morales is, is a new character; he's an original well, one of the, character. One of the they, arguments here has been. One of the arguments that we've just heard today is, well, Spider-Man's been Spider, or you know, Spider-Man's been Spider-Man for fifty years, or or whatever. Yeah, but that's that's like you know the concept yeah, of the, of, he, of the Spider-Man name. I mean, Storm's been 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 the same for you know forty years, or almost yeah. forty years. Why? If there, why, if why there not was a, well, well, like for instance, okay, for instance, like you know, there's like two Black Widows. You know, there's one that's blonde and one that's redhead. You know, but like you can take another character and call her Storm and do, you know tell stories about it. That doesn't that doesn't uh, negate Aurora Monroe unless you change Aurora Monroe from Kenyan to you know to Queens uh, or Brooklyn or whatever. I mean, I mean, George, you know, you know me. I don't think you're racist whatsoever or prejudiced. I don't think you have any problem with it. But I think that there's an argument here that's being that's not being distilled into what's really the issue. Here, here's what I think we can sum this argument up. There's one point of taking established characters like Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man and changing their race. The other argument is we could take their name and make the, have them legacy movies, which could be Batman Beyond, yeah. whatever, whatever Superman is, and uh, Spider-Man or, or Ultimate Spider-Man. And as a from a personal aspect, I I like the original, the the spider the Peter Parker the white kid from Queens. You racist. And I <laughs> that's because I I grew up with him, and he's got fifty years of character. As I, and when you talk of legacy characters, and we're gonna I'm gonna use the c word, they kind of become clonish. I mean, granted they have different aspects to them. What? I used the C-word, which is clone, which is... <laughs> and I don't think a clone or a legacy character is as interesting as the original. Now, now uh, I wouldn't think a unlimited Luke Cage would be as attractive as the original Luke Cage. I don't think... I, I, I would rather see new characters take on new adventures instead of getting a clone to cash in on an on a established name. 
Mm. And that's that, that's my argument. I would rather see an original Spider-Man. Screw the Ultimates, screw the clones. I'd rather see a, uh, a Luke Cage or a Black Panther. I think they're all interesting in the way that they were created. If exactly. you don't like a character, if you don't like a character, uh, or if you want to cash in on a, on a famous name, I, I don't really dig it, personally. Yeah. I would rather see an original. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same but way. That, I'm, I'm like, give me something new. Don't don't just take something that exists already and say, well, this has been that way for 40 years. We're just gonna we're Don, just gonna Don, change it. What what do you think of that? I mean, I think you have a point, and I'm not gonna I'm not yeah. gonna say you know you're, you're. I mean, that's your opinion, and I I, I agree right. with it. But you know, okay, there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out, which is the fourth movie. You know, he's had several television series, several cartoons. Mm-hmm. He's had 50 years of history as Peter Parker. They, they make they make one alternate universe with a new character where Spider-Man died. And there's a new character who happens to be uh, not white, and the idea of him getting more mainstream success as, in a movie suddenly starts an argument. Uh, there's something inherently wrong with that, and I know and I know it's not you know a, a cut and dry thing, but there's something that really bothers me with the concept that if there was a Spider-Man who wasn't Peter Parker but was uh, of a different race, uh, all of a sudden just because he shares the name that can't happen, and like. Because it's happened before with other characters, first and foremost, that bothers me even more. Well, Donovan, how how, how much would it bother you if they decided uh, or they announced tomorrow that there's going to be a Black Panther movie and Black Panther is going to be played by a white guy? It would be if it was the very first Black Panther movie, it would bother me. If it was the 60th, I don't care. Even the 60th. Well, uh, a money-making standpoint, like in 20 years or something, and I know this isn't from a creative standpoint, like. If these people wanted to, like, get the general public interested in Spider-Man and get a lot of press about it, I could see them going the Miles Morales route just for that reason, because they're like, well, you know, we can't lower the press and, you know, like, joke you public with Peter Parker for the 60th time. So I could see them pulling the Miles Morales card to, like, get people, like, you know, talking. But I think that for them to do that, it would have to be, like, Miles Morales would have to be more established. It, it's way too soon into, like, his publication. He- He's yeah, like here's a, I, I said that last time, and I got called a racist by somebody on the iTunes review or something, didn't I? Uh, who knows? <laughs> now, Don, would it be insulting if Marvel made a Miles Morales TV show as opposed to a movie and stuck with Peter Parker in the movie aspect? Um, well, I don't know if it would be insulting because that's like begging uh, demand. Like, oh no, why do we get this this television show? We wish like that's. I think that's sort of like you know biting the hand that feeds you, but. Mm-hmm. If if he never got a movie and only got a television show, I would think there's like it's a, that would be saying to me, well he's good for television, but he's not good enough for TV. But it depends on you know time has to go by first, you know. I would think as again from a money making aspect, the Miles Morales concept again six issues of history in the comic books uh, is a bit riskier of a venture for Walt Disney than a fifty year old established character which is Spider Man and Peter Parker is a white kid. Well, I think I think it'd be if I was making a gamble, I'd go television or I'd go direct to DVD or or something that isn't can't lose me as much money since I'm not I'm going against the norm. Well, not all risk is a horrible thing, and and I mean I can just, that. just with the idea of Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. I mean he he's the second he's the second Spider-Man in that universe. If they made a movie said Peter Parker is dead, and now the next Spider-Man is this, is this kid, you know, who's li- like literally a kid. He's not even like a teenager. He's like you know like twelve or thirteen. And he's, he's like Damian Wayne. <laughs> he's trying to, you know, he's trying to become a hero. He's trying to figure out what to do. I think that's a genuinely good. It's not just 
Black Spider-Man. It's honestly an interesting story, in my opinion, at least to tell. And I think personally, it would make a good movie. Now, if okay, again, you know, this this is this is all going back to the idea, not like possible features, not you know, like after how, how much time our movies have gone by. This is going on with the idea, and the idea inherently, I don't see a problem with it. Now, again, what George was saying, if they made um, like if they made a static movie and they cast uh, Ryan Gosling as static, that would, would freak be- out. I would freak out. <laughs> you would but, freak out, and we would hear about it every hour. If Don't try me. And I would be right there with you, and I would be like, this is the most wrong thing that has ever happened. Now, now here's another argument that uh, they've tried this before in the aspects of Birds of Prey. Batman, isn't he dead in the beginning of that series? That's, okay, that series. Like, they have a legacy character, which is, is awful. It, was, it had nothing to do with like, the but Batman Beyond did it. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, like, you know, if Miles Morales fails, you know, that's not a sign of racism or whatever. That's a sign that, okay, we tried this character. It didn't work. I mean, they could do, you know, like a 300-pound female Spider-Man, you know, in another universe in 30 years, and that could be the most popular character uh, ever. That probably why not a three, hey, why not a 300-pound female Spider-Man? <laughs> well, no, yeah. Seriously, why not, why, not a fe- why not a 300-pound female Spider-Man? Really? It doesn't have first. to take the place of Peter Parker. Like, like Peter Parker will go on. Peter Parker will always be the primary Spider-Man. You know, these are yeah. just, like, side stories. Right, it's, exactly. All right. We, we want to move on? Any other final points on that one? JR and Zach are crying. <laughs> Please, for the <laughs> love of God, Count, what the hell happened to his microphone? What's going on? I was trying to think, wasn't the straw man the villain in Batman Begins or something? <laughs> That was, what was it, Scarecrow? Yeah, Scarecrow. How do I sound right now, Brad? Like ass. Like you sound like you're nailing a robot. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's let's reconnect you, Zach. Okay, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link. You are the weakest link. Let's, have, let's recall him again. Okay. Here, let's... As, as, if you're a long good time podcast listener, let's uh, contribute a dollar each to Zach's get a new computer live fund. <laughs> okay, how about now? Still nail. They're not nailing the Laurel buttons. Okay, I, I turned down my microphone settings. I don't know what's going on with it though. That might be a little bit better. Okay, uh, let's. Any other final comments on that before we move on, gang? What character is this? I hope you all die because you're all wrong and I hate you all. <laughs> let's all hug it out. Watch Muppets. Uh, <laughs> another bit of spider news that came out this uh, past month. Spider-Man's got yet another new suit. Uh, this one's called For the Ends of the Earth crossover coming up. This one uh, looks like a modern version of the spider armor. He's got like a hockey mask and uh, red and blue aspects to it. Thoughts on the new suit, gang? Jr. We haven't heard from you. You ducked that last one pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, considering the, considering the fact that uh, didn't we discuss that very topic just like a few podcasts earlier? You know, yeah. I mean, uh, a little, but we we didn't. Well, yeah, good, we did. We, <laughs> we did. We had a good debate on it recently. But so, as far uh, as Spider-Man, the new costume. I mean, I. Uh, you know, uh, let's see it in action. I mean, I you know, I mean, I guess if I'm thinking that you know, if I'm going to go up against the Sinister Six again all by myself, I'd need a, I'd need to be wearing more than just a you know a pair of long underwear. Uh, so so far, I I don't know if it's aesthetically appealing or not. I'll just wait to see it in action. I didn't really care for that last one he had, the invisible suit or 
What what was the one with the the guy with the sniper? Um. Oh yeah. Like it looked like a, like a samurai. The new spider armor. Yeah. That. And, and you know we never see these again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Kane kind of stole the stole the Tron suit. So. Yeah. Zach, turn your mic down. Real bad hum. Real bad hum. Real bad. Real bad hum. hum. That sounds like a Chinese dish or something. Yeah. Man. Hang on. Hang on. I'm getting there. All right. There. Much better. Okay. Anybody else in the new spider suit? What do you think, George? Have you seen it? The what now? The um. The new spider suit. I just put oh, a link. Up. The, the the armored thing. Yeah. The the twenty four yeah, armor from the end of the yeah I, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I mean, remember the old days, like when Spider-Man didn't have to have a new set of armor or a new suit to defeat somebody. Yeah, back when your mom was used alive, it. according to Mark Wade. Remember when he just used his, you know, his intellect and, you know, quick thinking and, yeah, but that that's crazy sauce. What am I talking about? And remember when he could fight the Sinister Six in one annual? <laughs> yeah, he could fight the Sinister well, Six in one fair, annual. He, he fought them one by one. They didn't all gang up on him in that annual, which is why he was well, able to... Hasn't, hasn't he beaten the Sinister Six when they were all he- coming at him? Brad, yes, he's yes, beaten yes, the, yes, the yes, X-Men before. On that annual. Yeah, he beat the X-Men If he's before. beaten the X-Men, and I'm sorry, multiple times, if he's beaten the Avengers at least once, yeah, I'm sorry, he can kick the shit out of the Sinister Six any day. He, sure. wait, he could stumble out of bed drunk and do it. <laughs> but sometimes he's taken the Sinister Six on by himself all at once. Didn't he do it? At, did he do it at the end of that first annual? No, no, I don't. I don't. I thought that. I thought it was each no, individual. No, took him out one by one. The first time. What about the uh, Larson run? I, I, how did that end? That well, ended with Larson a whole big run. bunch of superheroes fighting a big bunch of supervillains. Yeah, I remember Deathlock gave him a gun, and the Hulk was there. Remember oh. because um, because Eric Larson had Doctor Octopus, Punk, and the Hulk, and Peter David hit the roof. Oh yeah, remember he had adamantium arms, and he beat the Hulk, smacked the Hulk around. I yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's pretty good. I like it. Oh, the Hulk's out <laughs> And Zach's back. Jesus. And Zach's all gone. Wow. Good lord. The phone got gone. Arc where Mary Jane like does the new movie with the governor of California. Um. Good God, Zach. Um. I just lost my train of thought. Any other Bertoni? Any other Sinister Six that you can remember? Well, there was this. Osborn had the Sinister Twelve at the end of the Mark Millar arc, but Spider-Man got his butt bailed out by uh, the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, from what I remember. Daredevil. Uh, There's actually been less Sinister Six stories than people think. Like from that first annual to that uh, Eric Larson issue of Amazing, where like they came back in the early '90s. There was like no Sinister Six tales in between. There was the Sinister Six in the Mackie Burn run where, like, Venom joined them. Oh, Venom was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go? Did he have any help then? I don't think he had any help then. If he did, it was, like, Arthur Stacy or something like that. But it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's been a while. They were like, the Sinister yeah, Six was after Ward. They were like, oh, we must have Senator Ward. And then, like, Electro Mysterio were there. And then, like, and then, like Venom yeah. pops in out of nowhere like, hey, guys, can I join you too? Because that's what Venom does. Want brains, yeah. <laughs> I don't need brains right now. I just need to help. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, um, the our, new suit. It's someone said that that the mask looks just like the modern Red Hood mask from Batman, and that made me like. And now I can't unsee that. But 
I mean, I, I, I don't mind it. It's, it's, it's kind of like the James Bond gadget, you know, like this is, this will be for a story arc and it might return once or twice, but it's not going to be his permanent costume. So, I mean, I, I don't mind it for a one-off story. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Don, what do you think of it? I've heard your two cents. I kind of agree. I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's not so much Spider-Man's new costume that he'll wear forever as it is uh, another edition of Spider-Man's, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, um, his catalog. Yeah, his, his basically his his armor or his uh his inventions that he does to fight crime, which I like that. I, I do like that he has more he has more of an arsenal because it was fun to see him make the spider tracers. It was fun to see him steal the impact weapon from Ben Riley. It was fun to see him make the spider armor. So like I like that he's he's you know he's proactive in fighting crime. Um, the the ends of the earth as an idea. All I mean they can advertise and it's fine. I'm not going to say you know it sucks because they're advertising it, but like. All they really said is that Doctor Octopus and the Sinister Six return. Can Spidey defeat them? Tune in next time. Like, I'm not sure what to be excited for because it just sounds like, like a Spider-Man story. It doesn't sound like anything particularly fresh or inventive or new. But besides the fact that the Sinister Six, as individuals, have been sort of like uh, written differently. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like Rhino's more Russian than he ever has been, and Electro has a bald head, and Doctor Doctor Octopus looks like a coffin. Hey, I saw that that new art where they at least uh, they colored that jackassy star pattern on Electro's face now. Oh, is it like they're coloring, they're coloring yeah, that yellow? Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of just having it be some kind of scar, and, he's, and he doesn't have the cowl on anymore, or the hood. Now it's they're actually painting the scar yellow, the pattern yellow, which. It's better than just having the jackassy scar thing. I hate that look for that character. Yeah. But I mean, no, I mean this is just. I, I'm looking at it again. It just it says fail. It's like can he beat the Sinister Six? And I'm like, well, apparently not like he used to. Apparently he's getting old because now he needs a suit of armor. <laughs> and I, Zach, what do you what do you think of the new armor? The new armor is uh yeah, it's all right. Do I sound better now? Yeah, you sound a little bit better. Okay, a little bit better. Are you on your phone through Skype now? Yeah, I'm on my phone through Skype. Oh, okay, got it. But, yeah, you sound better. Okay. Now the uh who it's coming down out there. Uh we got snow coming down. But uh no, the Skype is uh, or uh, Skype, the new armor is pretty good. I uh I, I mean it's 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 going to serve its purpose and we're never going to see it again. It's going to probably be destroyed by Doc Ock with his diaper. And uh we'll see <laughs> this later. His diaper of doom. That's his. That's his diabolical plan. You know. Diaper of doom. It, it, you have to change my diaper. <laughs> it is my duty to duty. <laughs> oh. Not well played, Brad. My duty to protect that. Oh. <laughs> and Don wins the internet. So. Um. All right, moving on to another piece of news that was in the uh, in, in God. Uh, there's January. so much more news. Good lord. Okay, anyway, sorry. You just want to get to reviews, don't you? My goodness. Uh, a Fox affiliate in Washington D.C. had a report on the news that lasted about three minutes that uh, took D.C. to task. It said the new DC 52 are filled with sex, gratuitous sex, and more sex. Four sex, and, anal sex, sex, four sex. <laughs> Back doors? Never mind. Uh, yeah, he went there. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Did the article say that there was anal sex? No, no, that was me. No, no, no. Okay, all me. right then. All right. Anyway, the, uh, the the best part of the report is the reporters showed these teen books, which they say teen on the cover. Then they took them down to the local grade school and showed kids, obviously, I know. Under- <laughs> what do you kids think of these books that are rated for teens? And like, oh, my God. Batman's the Batman's the What? 
which I think the reporter is the worst offender in the whole thing, Morrison, D.C. Anyway, uh, Jr. did you see the report? What do you think of this? <laughs> I'm starting with Jr. Uh, actually, George has been giving me a, a geography lesson uh, on Texas. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, as far well, I mean, you know, everybody's every generation complains that there's too much. You know, the comics aren't the way they were when they were kids, and you know, it's been that whole story is, uh, you know. That's just a flaming turd. That entire story. I mean, it, it, it's it's not even a, it's it's not even an attempt to discuss the the you know it's like a it's like the politician with the kids reading the comic book saying you know if the teachers go on strike this is what kids will be forced to do read comic books you know it wasn't even an attempt to be a, a an honest news story. I mean, we needed somebody like oh I don't know Brad on the beat or whatever or gadget guy to actually do it. Oh, uh, whoever he is, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, too busy, he's too busy trying to hook old people up right now. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, I could two, kill two stories with one for you, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Wow. wow. <laughs> let me, let me pop, pop a couple of Viagra here, and I'll... Uh, oh, oh, he only oh, does no. it so he doesn't roll out of bed. Uh, anyway, uh, oh. yeah, couple, yeah, don't call me because for, for the next four hours, you know, I mean, I'll be busy yeah. for the next four hours. Easy there, Iron anyway. Man. Anyway. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Anyway, but the thing is about this whole—I mean, people have always get complained about comics. In two hours, my <laughs> friend, Tony Stark could get an erection in two hours, and you can't do it in two minutes. Wow. Oh, okay. Boy. Gotta go. You're done. <laughs> Look at the time. Glad I could come, Brad. <laughs> oh, oh wow. wow. Anyway, anyway, considering yes, it, the reporter was horrible, Jr. Right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it was a compl- it wasn't even remote, a remote attempt to do a, an unbiased story. However, unfortunately, DC has made it too too easy for them mm-hmm. uh, because the DC comics are. I mean, you can do sex, you can do violence, and 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 you can do it without being so you know out there as to say, hey, look at us, we're doing sex and violence, and that's what the DC comics are doing. You know, uh, so I, I don't mind watching them getting slagged because they thoroughly deserve it. Them and their yeah. new fifty-two. You know, the you know they can take themselves and their new fifty-two, and you know they can shove it up their ass for all I care. But <laughs> wow. you know, now here here's another. Uh, that J.R. Finninger. Uh, aspect of the thing, JR. If you look, how can parents or kids, legitimate kids that want to... If you look, I'm looking at Amazing Spider-Man right now, and at the very bottom by the UPC code, it says Rated T. Who sees that? Well, Marvel means Rated... For Marvel, Rated T means titties. There's titties in the book. (laughs) Who, Who, A, who looks at that, who enforces that, and B, I mean... You know what they should do, Brad? Kids aren't even buying comics anymore, are they? Right. No. What they should no. do is they should do like the uh, like the movies and then have this comic has been approved for teen audiences and it's big, nice, and green, just like in front of a movie, and that'd be the first page it's of every they comic. Won't book. See the T because they're shocked at the three ninety nine cover on the damn thing. That's true. <laughs> well, the the problem is is in and and this is a much bigger issue, and we've talked about it 
time you know times before but the 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 whole comics market is is now really in a death spiral uh and in that death spiral it's who can shock who the most because you know who can who can be the grossest who can get the most attention because i've got to make my quota this quarter because there may not be a quarter you know we may not be around the next quarter so let's just go out can we reboot our universe yeah let's just go out with you know let's let let's let's create as much noise as possible so people will notice us you know, it, yep. it's all disgusting, and and you know, like I said, even though the story, the the new story, doesn't even remotely attempt to be unbiased, it's just you know, it. That's an there. There's another thing. Talk right. about what's wrong with the news media. Hey, Brad, let's pick on your, uh, you know, uh, yeah. industry for a while. I mean, you know, the the <laughs> tendency to try to shock and uh, to come up with absurd stories, and I mean, it's 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 infected in all media. Um, well, that's because there's so much competition out there, which is what the exact same problem is with comic books. You got to shock them, you got to grab their attention to watch the news, or you have to buy their comic book, etc. Because there's so much competition for your entertainment value. Coming up, one of your or your attention for that matter. Maybe trying to rape you. Find out which household item it is next. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. You know what's funny in all this, Brad? What is that? When DC did start putting out their uh, their sex books. Um, you know, you had you had Catwoman uh, raping Batman, basically. Not like not like Whoopi Goldberg rape rape, but you know, more of a generalized <laughs> fan length of rape. Um, oh so God. you know, when you when you had uh, Catwoman nailing Batman, and you had uh, Starfire nailing what everybody apparently. Um, I, uh, you know, yeah, DC reading. puts out their sex books, and the out, there was a big backlash from the comic reading community. So this isn't anything new. I mean, the, the comics community itself reacted to this. I mean, you had people sharply divided. You're like, oh, I want more titties. I want Starfire being a slut. Let's get more of that. And then you had other people who were going, whoa, 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 whoa. This is nuts. You know, this is insane. This is like this is like a bunch of forty uh, somethings who never grew up who are just trying to you know do some titty books, right? <laughs> so 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 you had you had the comics community and sure, and I know the kind. No. <laughs> Hang on, Don. You know I'm telling the truth about this. People were pissed about fuck or about the, the Titans book. I was pissed about the, the Titans book. Whatever. Okay. Now, 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 consider that. Okay. So it was funny. It's funny to me to see how angry a lot of the comics community got when that happened, and then to see how angry they are when somebody reports on it. Somebody called. Somebody called. Uh, it's like, how dare you talk bad about our industry? Uh, yeah. The reporter was like was being very like Frederick Wortham because like I was reading that article and I, I was like yes yes exactly yes and then when it got to points like if kids read these comic books you know studies show that they will become juvenile delinquents and become rapists and I was like oh okay well you just undermined your whole argument and sabotaged your whole. No, I'm not saying yeah. that that part of it's not asinine. The fact that they're saying these are horrible for kids and then they take them to go show to kids. Well, that that part is horrible in the report. That, but that the aspect, is nuts. That's like saying guns are but, dangerous. But, Here, watch as I give one to this three-year-old. But for teens, I guess it falls under the PG-13 aspect. Are, I mean, should, well, should a the content? I mean, uh, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, uh, granted, I think so. I think sex is a, can be a part of the storyline in a teen book. Now, the other argument is should. What is the, the, it depends uh, on the Jason context. Todd book called? I don't know. Uh, what's, Red, okay, Brad, what's a, what's a good example then of sex in a teenage book that that you can think of? That sex sex in a teenage book that's appropriate. 
I'm trying with a spider with Spider Man, which is evidently a teen book according to Marvel. Yeah. Well, now it is. Um, <laughs> which I don't have as much rape or child eating lately. So, <laughs> but the one I think of is where the out of panel Mary Jane drops her top in the Todd McFarlane. They go behind a door. Okay. You know, it's all okay. That I think I think allusions to it. Okay, let me let me it, let me ask little, you. Okay, let me ask more, you. A, he doesn't do me every let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Okay, so you're saying that's okay. an acceptable 14 story. Is that what you want Ava to read when she's 13? <laughs> Very good. Uh, Very good. You slapped me with bacon of truth. That's a yes or no answer. That, no, that's true. No. That, I guess no, I don't. But as a 36, soon to be 37 at the end of the month. No, as someone who still enjoys seeing Felicia taking milk titty baths. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because 30 year old guy. I don't. <laughs> I'm saying, as a 30 year old guy, do you think that's acceptable for a teenager? Except when suddenly it's your teenager. But then suddenly you're like, whoa, 13, now, wait a minute, hold on. More graphic stuff on PBS. Oh, we'll have we'll have people screwing on the news by the time she's 13. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, coming right. up next on Disney Channel, you know, see what happens when Hannah Montana's wedding night or something. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Why do you always bring it there? Good Lord. Josh, why do you have to always bring it there? It's the sweet life with Jenna Jameson. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. George, you get some good lines in there. You smack me with the bacon of truth, and you... uh, I know. You you weren't ready for that, were you? You should have realized I was setting you up. Uh, That was totally set up. My God. All right. You made me lose my place, too, you bacon. (laughs) We were talking about the news, and uh, you were talking about teen books, and, you know, what would be suitable for a teen book or not, and you were using Spider-Man as an example. When you're a teenager, that's when you really discover sexuality anyway. It it depends on – that's when you're most influenced by the outside media, and that's how it influences your orientation and how how you choose to express yourself. So if – for instance, a teenager read, like, a 90s Spider-Man comic, and and Peter and Mary Jane are, you know, going to bed – and if that, and by the by, you know those comics in the '90s, they're not going to express themselves overtly sexual. But if they if they read any Black Cat comic after 2004, all they'll <laughs> buy are you know are breast enhancements and corsets and and sky pants, uh, tight pants. Oh, if, if they if they choose Felicia to be a role model. Well, you know it's it's we can look at it this way of of how intelligent. The writers and editors feel that their audience that their audience is because Brad, when me, you, Jr. were kids, yeah, Peter and Mary Jane could walk behind a door and that door would close and they could focus on the click and you knew what was happening. There were some mommy daddy yep. stuff happening on that. <laughs> they didn't have to show you the mommy daddy stuff. You just knew the mommy daddy was. Oh, that's I know what's going on. I remember there. one time they started kissing and then they went down under panel and right. I was like, oh, right, and you knew. Yeah. I mean, you're like, okay, I know what's going on. I don't have to see it. Yep. And in fact, the shit that goes on in your head. It's hotter than what they're going to show you anyway. Okay, now, 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 so that's – but, but you, you, wait, you, you transition that today into yeah. today. They don't think that you're smart enough to do that. Today they're just going to be like, well, you're not smart enough for that. We're just going to put titties in your face and show you Catwoman straddling Batman yeah. because, because you, know, we, you, can't, you, can't do that, you can't do that math on your own. It's it's the same thing as when I look at Lucas. Uh, all the shit he said about Star Wars recently, about hand fire or about Greedo firing first. Lucas now has come out and said, hand was never meant to fire first. 
Greedo always was supposed to fire first and that they couldn't because of some kind of technical bullshit in the original and that the only reason we want to see Han shoot first is because we want we all want Han to be a, a, a cold-blooded killer, and aren't we assholes for wanting that? He literally said this. He just said this in an interview, and it blew me away. I'm like, you cannot have a bigger disconnect. I, I thought it, it blew me away. I mean I just I, – that's the biggest disconnect I've ever seen from somebody who created something and had fans. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it. It. it I just. I. I looked at this guy. And I'm like, do you hate your fans? Do you just straight up hate them? Is that really how you see them? Somebody well, I think Lucas does uh, actually. Like, I think he does. I think Lucas hates his fans. But Bertone, you were about to. Somebody on another website took that, like, Greedo always, you know, shot first claim, and they, like, looked at the original screenplay. They looked at, like, all the stuff that was out at the time. They looked at, like, you know, the uh, – because they shot that scene twice. There's, like, there's like a black-and-white version of that scene with, like, different actors. They, and, like, they, 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 they read the Star Wars book that Lucas wrote? Oh, Lucas didn't write that. It was ghostwritten by Alan Dean Foster. But, like, at the conclusion came to was, yeah, Lucas is lying about this. But he's lied about a lot of things. He said that Darth Vader was always Luke's father. And there are, like, scripts for Empire lie, yeah. Strikes Back before they changed it, where, like, the ghost of Luke's father, like, visits him, you know, before he yeah. confronts Darth Vader, so. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that's, that's, getting off, that's getting off. Back, the back to the topic at hand. Back to the same thing. Back to the topic at hand. The problem is When Mark Wolfman and George Perez... No, 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 uh, let JR go. Let JR go. Okay. No, I was about to say, the problem is sex and violence have always been part of storytelling because it's part of the human yep. experience. Yes. Okay. However, the problem with, with what DC is doing and what Marvel has been doing is they, they have been using sex and violence in lieu of storytelling, not as part of yeah. the storytelling or a complement to the storytelling. It's because they obviously you know, they're using it in absence of storytelling because one, they don't have any good ideas anymore, it seems. And two, because they're, just absolutely so desperate for attention. I mean, that that's what to me this is really about. And I think, um, I think it's a, um, a media thing because you have movies called Friends with Benefits and uh, the the same movie with different name with other actors. Uh, 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 no no strings attached. And it's like you know the entire concept of that movie for you to see it is essentially to watch celebrities have sex. It's as opposed to, you know it's under the veneer of. Of a, of a of a romantic story, you know, uh, uh, developed through sex. It's under the veneer of real life human experience through sexual activity. But, I mean, you know, like 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 there's there's only so much that the media can portray that they want you. I mean, we I, I learned about this in my class. There's a hegemonic like connect between between how they want their viewers, how they want their consumers to have their realities shaped by what they put out. So when comics give to either a 13 year old or a 23-year-old, or a 33-year-old, or a 43-year-old, or a 53-year-old, you know, these costume characters having sex, they're giving you the, the concept that, yeah, these are superheroes, but they're having sex, which is an, an, a realistic a realistic aspect of our lives, so this must be a realistic uh, uh, encounter with these characters. And it's not! It's, it's actually rather condescending to our perceptions of male and female relationships. Sorry, never mind. There's uh, some of these sex scenes were actually editorial mandates. Um, there's um, uh, th th there's a source that we know who basically came out and said that uh, the scene in Nightwing, where like he has sex on an airplane, that was added, uh, you know, because editorial wanted there, and the writer did not want that scene there. 
And that makes me wonder if that airplane sex scene was added because, like, editorial wanted they're like, what about all these other scenes? And, and part of me wonders if, like, they're, they were trying to get, like, a lot of new people into comics through this with, like, ads on TV and movie theaters. And maybe that was their way of, like, showing those people, oh, you think that comics are for kids, but you're going to be blown away when you see this. When Marv Wolfman and George Perez did, like, a second Titan series back in the 80s, uh, in addition to their other one, there's one panel at the end of the first issue. Like, everyone's waking up because Raven just, like, went crazy. And when it cuts to, like, Dick Raven's room, he's waking up next to Starfire. The panel's, like, really small. And it's just, like, another scene of people waking up. You don't see anything. Like, Starfire's, like, covered by a blanket, but she's in bed with a shirtless Dick Grayson. And now it's like, you would skim over that if it was nowadays. They got so much shit for that. Like, there was, like, two issues of Letters Pits where people were like, how dare you sexualize these children? You know, you should be ashamed of yourself. They are not married. These 18-year-old children who were above that woman. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we'll get back to it when we cover the Daredevil issue. Well, the, oh, crap. here, Brad, think of it this way. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you can see how you can see how pop culture and entertainment and the entertainment industry is trying to to the way they're trying the level that they're putting you know the focus on now, and it's all it's all sex driven. Would you disagree with that? Well, I think it's because they're desperate for money and sex and sells. I, that's true. Is, and so on the one hand, you can say, "Well, you're just approved," but on the other hand, now you as a parent, is that the world that you wanna that you wanna leave your kids? Do you want a world where we've progressed so far? Where hey, people just screw it on the news? <laughs> no, I don't want people screwing. Here's on the news. weather, and uh, I'm going to tell you about this new front moving in while Steve, uh, the sports guy, drills me from behind. <laughs> No, there's there's a, a channel called Naked News, where it's you know like a, a news broadcast, but it's naked. Yeah, yeah that, they do have that over in, like, Europe. Naked News, yeah. You know, I've well, had, we're I've, almost is, there is anyway. That, is that the world you want to leave behind for your kids? We're almost there. What, JR? Yeah, what, JR? We're almost there anyway with Fox News and all those brainless blonde bimbos or whatever that are doing the news. <laughs> and, hey, 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 you hey. You know, hey. I mean... At least they're pretty to look at, rather than half the reporters. That's all the problem, Zach. <laughs> Sack is defending the bimbos. Uh, <laughs> been bimbos all day. And that wraps up the show. We have three more coming out this month. Before I go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another spider example of their great prices is on the Marvel Masterworks Spider-Man Volume 14 hardcover. This one collects Amazing Spider-Man number 132 to 142, along with Giant Size Superheroes number 1, and Marvel Treasury number one. Now the cover prize is this big book is sixty bucks. Mail order has it for just thirty-seven dollars and nineteen cents. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Also add them as a friend on Facebook. Just search for Mail Order Comics. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. Yeah.